we're going to start with some basics and the first section I'm going to do today with you is about nouns. Now I know this might seem very straightforward and very obvious but perhaps it's not so obvious when you go into it a little bit more. So we'll start with the first section which is concrete nouns. Concrete which is something we can see and touch. They physically can affect us. If you think about the following nouns see if they're the ones that you would associate with being concrete nouns. So we've got table, we've got chair, classroom, bed, wall, glass, road, grass, smell, heat, electricity, air. So 12 words and to determine whether a noun is concrete you have to ask yourself these questions. Can I touch it? Is it real? Does it affect me in some way physically? Can I see the effects of it in my life? If you have decided that the above nouns are all concrete, then you're correct. You can physically touch most of these nouns, such as table, chair, wall, bed, car and house. They're all real. You can feel the effects of electricity when you power up your computer or watch television. You can breathe the air which is made up of atoms and gases such as oxygen and nitrogen which keeps you alive. You can feel the heat of the sun or a coal fire in the winter. You can notice the smell of the countryside after a fall of rain. So there we have concrete nouns. Um, we also need to consider proper nouns. And proper nouns are the names or titles we give to people, places and things so that we can easily identify them. Think about the following and ask yourself if they are proper nouns. New York, Vietnam, Joe, Mr. Strachan, The Lord of the Rings, Gladiator, The Bible, Big Ben, The Eiffel Tower, the Empire State Building, the Grand Canyon, the Yorkshire Dales, the Sahara Desert, Mount Everest. Proper nouns can be the names of places such as towns, cities or countries. People, including first names, family or nicknames. Books or films, such as Lord of the Rings, um, even the Bible. And buildings such as Big Ben, the Eiffel Tower and parts of the world, such as areas of natural beauty, rivers and mountains. Proper nouns are written with a capital letter, though there are one or two exceptions. Always exceptions. Then we have abstract nouns. These are things we cannot see or touch and they can't physically affect us. Think about the following and ask yourself if you think they are abstract nouns. Beauty, truth, lies, knowledge, understanding, justice, impartiality, dignity, strength, wisdom, love, hatred. Many of these nouns include qualities that we cannot touch. They can affect our lives to a huge extent, but they cannot by themselves physically touch us or affect us such as electricity or the wind during a storm. There are three types of abstract noun. Nouns that describe qualities, like I promise to speak the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. 
Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I believe in justice and freedom, but not necessarily in the American way. I trust you understand the importance of the matter. Nouns that describe states such as the employment situation in the UK is not so good. I live in hope that the world will become a better place. A good language teacher has a lot of knowledge about grammar. I need at least seven hours sleep a night. It is my belief that we are not alone. Nouns that describe events or actions, such as I have an examination at 11 o'clock tomorrow. The fall of the Roman Empire did not happen overnight. I will write a reply to your letter. Her voice was low, almost a whisper. The fight against communism rose to a height during the 50s in America. So these are all abstract nouns. We then go on to group nouns. And group nouns are often put together into nice little tidy groups that we have names for, such as a flock of sheep, a herd of cows. You may also know them as collective nouns. So group nouns or collective nouns, the same thing. We then have plural nouns. What a lot of nouns there are. Plural nouns, where there is more than one, we usually add an S at the end of the noun. However, there are a few irregular nouns in the English language, which show their plural form in other ways. Some irregular nouns keep the same form for both singular and plural. For example, sheep. There aren't any sheep in Vietnam. You can't say sheeps. The plural noun is the same as a singular, so it's sheep. Always sheep. One or more than one, it's always sheep. Some irregular nouns can use either an S or an ES at the end of a word. For example, there are many fish in the sea. Jesus' miracle of the loaves and the fishes was incredible. You can either say fish or fishes for the plural form. Some irregular nouns change altogether. Many children come to study English. You cannot say childs. The formal, the plural form is children. So it's child, more than one child, children. And then we have possessive nouns. These are when a noun is owned by another noun. We add an apostrophe. Oh dear, apostrophes are another lesson all on their own, um, and an S to the first noun to indicate the possessive form. I'll have to go into this, I think, in a little more detail uh, because it is quite complicated. Um, so I'm going to stop the lesson today still with nouns. We still have possessive nouns to talk about and also countable and unaccountable nouns. But that is quite a lot of nouns to take in on one section. So we'll leave it there for the moment and we will continue this on the next visit.